The following podcast is provided by Athera Pharma and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And I am here with, again, Dr. Verghese, who is talking about Alzheimer's disease. And Dr. Verghese, I am so thrilled you were here and your background in neurology and research, medical research and finding um, breakthroughs for this disease. You've really been at the forefront um, of what's happening out there. And I'm so honored to um, visit with you. I know that um, you're in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. And for those listeners that are listening to us in Philly, um, I know that area very well. And uh, I'm just very excited to have you. Um, and I do want to come back and visit someday. That's for sure. So I'll get you the best cheesesteak in town. Oh, right. There, you've been there and I've had many of them. So that's a good thing. So let's talk about... Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the progression of the disease. What are you finding in our general population as far as uh, how medical, you know, services and treatment for Alzheimer's is reaching our population? Um, first of all, you know, uh, we don't have an integrated system of care delivery. And uh, yeah. that that is a kind of sad issue in uh, many European countries, they have, you know, whole programs yeah. that are designed to deliver services. Ours is a bit more of a patchwork quilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really depends on, you know, what the stage of the disease is. Uh, mm. So as I had mentioned earlier, there's a large number of people. We don't know how many. The, the, the statistics are for people who have already developed Alzheimer's dementia. Mm-hmm. But the pre-clinical uh, group of people must be many times that. And mm-hmm. fortunately, they don't need services. Uh, it's it's for the folks who have started that gentle decline into Alzheimer's disease, right? And then into more moderate to severe dementia that you you need services. Uh, so in the earlier stages, most people can be. Uh, managed at home uh, with some amount of support. And that's what uh, in the industry they call the assisted living level of support, which Absolutely. may be a spouse, it may be a, a family member uh, where they need some support, maybe with their finances, maybe mm-hmm. with shopping, with cooking, uh, maybe laying out their clothes in the morning to make the right choices. Uh, you know, matching your clothes for the weather and the occasion is among the hardest things. And my wife will tell you, I never get it right. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's a wife's well, job, you know. There you go. <laughs> so in that assisted lev- uh, living level of care, uh, it could be done with uh, family support. You know, Then you go into the moderate severe dementia and you certainly uh, need in-home care and at some stages, maybe even institutional care. Uh, right. right. It is physically demanding, you know, uh, to move somebody and to help them, you know, with their activities of Absolutely. daily living, it's- personal care. Uh, we simply do not have the resources. Uh, the last time I checked, a year in nursing home was about $140,000. Yeah. No. And it's just crazy because, again, um, our healthcare system, there's so many things about our healthcare system for seniors that is tragic, 
and it doesn't meet the expectations, you know, that we need or the, the needs that we have for our older adults. And certainly with, with what's happening um, too. And I think the other side of it is, is that when early symptoms start to appear, there's a lot of denial because there isn't really any benchmarks out there of, you know, to a family, like if your loved one is doing X, Y, Z, there's not enough information that is reaching right. the public um, of the fact that, and, and the second thing, even if you are being forgetful or answering, you know, asking the same question five minutes later or things like that, there, there isn't a path. People don't perceive that there's any treatment. They don't perceive that there's anything. They just pass it off. So there's a lot of, obviously we talk about denial, but I think the other thing is they don't even know how to, to verbalize it to a doctor. Um, and even the doctors and the healthcare professionals are not fully educated on, you know, the science and what can right. be done. And, you know, we are all kind of uh, forced into this state of learned helplessness mm -hmm. uh, where, mm -hmm. you know, this myth that Alzheimer's cannot be treated uh, is just perpetrated. But, uh, you know, thanks to a, a global collaboration between pharmaceutical companies between academia and mm -hmm. uh, uh, independent developers of, of uh, molecules uh, that could be treated, we now have real options uh, that are in advanced clinical trials right. that in three to five years could be uh, approved treatments. There right. are no, let me clarify, there are no medicines today that are seen to be disease modifying. Okay. There's two classes of medicines and they are mostly what we call symptomatic treatment. And that's like taking uh, Tylenol for a, a bad cold or for COVID. It may okay. make your symptoms better, but it doesn't affect the illness. Doesn't, yeah. Right. So we are looking in the field at many classes of medicines that could actually change the course of, of this illness. Uh, right. And, you know, this is just so important uh, at every level, you know, fiscally. Uh, Alzheimer's disease cost $290 billion, if I remember, in 2019. It's expected to go to $1.1 trillion by 2050. Uh, and I say this uh, not, not in jest, not as a joke, but if all the people that are expected to develop Alzheimer's disease do develop Alzheimer's disease, we won't have enough trees uh, to make depends for all those people, you know, yeah. who... And we don't have enough middle-aged people to look after the elderly folks. You know, there's what is called the population pyramid. Yeah. Uh, ours is going that way, where there are more elderly yeah. and less middle-aged and less younger people. Well, so, and it's what we call the silver tsunami. Um, I remember, I think by the year 2030, which is what, we're talking eight years from now, 40% of the population is going to be over the age of 65. Right. So it's it's crazy. It's, it's vitally important we find medicine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, my one pitch is that we have medicines that could be effective, but they ain't going to come to the market to your CVS or wherever near you without people taking part in trials. Right. Right. And I think that's important. And, you know, I'm going to ask you also in this segment a little bit about communities of color. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know in, I, you know, we hear about it, especially we did finally with 
there was a lot during the pandemic that people were trying to get vaccines to them um, because they were behind the curve. Is that the case also with treatment of Alzheimer's? Yes, sadly, uh, it's well accepted now that African-Americans are twice that, uh, the prevalence of Alzheimer's is twice as much in the African-American community than in the Caucasian community, and one and a half times as much in the Hispanic population. Uh, So they're disproportionately affected, but uh, unfortunately, participation from, you know, communities of color is very low. Uh, In -hmm. fact, uh, with COVID, there was this uh, criticism that the trials didn't have enough inclusivity. So then how can you uh, extrapolate the results and see, you know, if you had the same side effect profile and the same uh, efficacy profile in Mm. populations of color? So we at Keystone Clinical Studies are taking this uh, as our next challenge and have been Mm -hmm. working very hard to uh, connect with and educate and uh, get the message out to folks Mm -hmm. uh, in the greater Philadelphia area, especially the communities of color, that uh, there is a higher risk and there are real options Mm -hmm. uh, out there. Yes. And I think also, Dr. Verghese, you know, we reach uh, just here in Seattle, um, there's community centers that are, you know, have a lot of seniors, a lot of low income seniors come to those, um, as well as we have a lot of organizations that work directly with uh, low income seniors and with communities of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would love to kind of spearhead and help you um, in reaching them because they are, they should be entitled to anything and all forms of treatment and um, certainly to be a participate in a clinical trial is amazing because you're getting um, treatment that other people don't that show promise. And that's the thing that's really amazing. It's like, like, I love what you said is unless people can, you know, go towards these types of programs and do it, we're not going to have the breakthroughs in Alzheimer's on a large scale, unless there is. And there was an article published, sorry, there was an article published in the journal for prevention of Alzheimer's disease. Uh Uh, Bruno Veles was the author 2019. Mm -hmm. And what he said was that, we need 70,000 people taking part in the clinical in clinical trials in the US alone to make cure a reality 70,000 and we are nowhere near that we are nowhere yes. near that yes and and we do for those of you that are interested i'm going to go ahead and give a um website out to all of you that um, may uh, be interested and want more information on this clinical trial, um, we have centers all over the United States that you can uh, connect into. Um, Dr. Verghese is in Philadelphia. We also have clinics right here in Greater Puget Sound as well as elsewhere. Um, and, And I've had the privilege of speaking with so many amazing doctors that are connected with Athera Pharma, which is the organization that is sponsoring um, a new drug, and it is called Fosconimentin, and what we just want to call it is Fosgo. So um, anyway, you can go to www.lift-ad, that's L-I-F-T, like lift up a package, hyphen ad, like ad.com. Uh, get more information and um Dr. Verghese, you're going to come back with me. We're going to talk a lot more about clinical trial, what it's going to do, um, how it works, and we'll be right back right after this. 
The preceding podcast was provided by Athera Pharma and Answers for Elders Radio. For more information about the Alzheimer's Clinical Trial, go to atheraclinicaltrials.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.